0: Welcome to Generation Nation. I'm Bobby Batista. Well, here's an issue that we may all worry about when it comes to our older loved ones, or we just may worry that we ourselves could become a victim of this at some point in our lives. It's elder abuse, and it's more common than you think, and it is likely to get worse as the population gets older and lives longer. There are federal and state laws to prevent elder abuse, but there's also a great variation in the language of those laws and in the punishment of those found guilty. So Georgia is trying to strengthen its elder abuse law. Joining me today to talk about this issue is State Representative Wendell Willard, Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and Kathy Floyd, Executive Director of the Georgia Council on Aging. Thank you both very much. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Kathy, let me start with you. I know this sounds like a silly question, but define elder abuse for me. What are we talking about?
1: Well, it is a range. It can be physical abuse, which includes sexual assault, but it also can be neglect. We do have a case down near Savannah where a couple left their grandmother sitting on a couch for over a month without moving her, and that would be neglect. And then we also have financial exploitation, which is people uh, stealing or scamming from uh, seniors or the disabled. And you
0: say elder abuse is on the rise in Georgia?
1: Yes. From 2008 to 2012, reports increased by 65 percent. Now, I think we can credit this to both greater reporting, but also increase in our population and an increase in the incidents. Wendell, what protections do the elderly currently have under Georgia law?
2: Well, the law that we passed uh, back two years ago, which was House Bill 78, uh, and it really codified in a area of the law that was uh, used by law enforcement, which is Title 16, the Criminal Code. Those provisions which address elderly abuse, as described by Kathy, we had them scattered in other areas, and it was not something that was readily known always by law enforcement. So we thought there was a need to put it into an area that they would use. We also saw a need to strengthen the laws, which we did, as Kathy mentioned uh, be more explicit about the type of abuses, especially the financial abuses that we see happening.
0: Give me an example of a loophole that you're trying to close.
2: Call it a loophole, but I think one of the things that we've seen happen is uh, we have put a a, uh, a, a way of uh, protecting, say, people who become aware that there is a financial abuse. And a good example would be banks. Someone comes to the bank, an elderly customer of that bank is drawing down a large sum of money. This happens. The tellers are aware that something is amiss, but really they're concerned for the protection of the bank. They won't say anything because of fear of being sued by someone else, a third party. We have given the bank's protection, and we have this year expanding that to also investment institutions, uh, stockbrokers, etc., because a lot of people have 401k plans. So the purpose of it is saying, okay, if you see something amiss that you fear may be an abuse of this person financially, you can report that to law enforcement to let them investigate without fear of retribution by a lawsuit.
0: What about unlicensed personal care homes? There's some close to 300 of those yeah. in the state of Georgia. I, I, I think that's what people often think of when they think of elder abuse, and you wonder, how, how does this happen? How, how do, they, do these just pop up out of nowhere? And
2: You have what we call lesson four, people being cared for, and you could have somebody get a foreclosed home, uh, move two or three elderly people in there, they're doing it to get primarily their social security checks, Uh, And really uh, it's an abuse because they're not caring for these people and and there's not a state oversight through licensing mechanisms. So uh, we want to be sure that, uh, again, through the measures we've enacted, there will be a means of addressing those type of harms uh, to individuals. It doesn't mean everybody is doing that, is doing something wrong, but there are those who are are misusing that.
1: These operators will have one licensed personal care home that it looks okay and the family will look at it and then they move a person in and then if people don't have someone, a loved one or family member, keeping up with them, they will move them out to another location, which is unlicensed. And that's where you're going to see the lack of bathrooms, the cardboard cubicles they stick them in, the basements, and no food. And so one of the things that we're doing in this bill is we're saying, okay, if you get caught with an unlicensed personal care home, and you have a licensed home somewhere else, you're going to lose that Mm -hmm. license because we want to crack down on what these folks are doing, Mm -hmm. moving our vulnerable around. You're basically
0: saying that family members are the first line of defense. Yes. So other than physical,
1: how do you recognize signs of elder abuse? Well, I will tell you that on the Georgia Division of Aging Services website, there is a tip sheet that you can go and look and see all the different um, tips that you can look for. But you know that whenever you have caregivers or in a facility with your loved one, you want to go at odd hours. That's one of the, the really good tips for people. Don't go the same time of day every week because they know when you're coming. So surprise them and go at odd hours. And that way you can often see things. And you can ask for a license. Unfortunately, when people are coming out of the hospital or rehab, sometimes they are being put into these unlicensed facilities. So don't assume because somebody is recommending a place that it does have a license. So if I see signs of abuse, who do I call? you can call adult protective services in Georgia um you can also call law enforcement the state uh, has an effort to educate law enforcement around the state about what they should what they should do Wendell, not that I'm um bad mouthing defects, but we know the problems we've had with them
0: so i i'm do uh, will we run into the same kind of obstacles
2: well, I think uh there's always a need of manpower to do f- proper investigations. And they, they're improving, we'll say, as we are sitting here today. Our governor has put a lot of emphasis on being sure that we have appropriate staff and defects to make the investigation. So there are improvements made in that area. Uh, one of the things that we also did in the law is uh, recognize that those who own and operate these homes, if they have knowledge of it, they can be held primarily responsible. We did not have that in the past, and that's, that's a great deterrent. And that's the reason it's in there, is to say to these people who own it, who manage it, you can't just say because your people did something wrong, you're not also responsible. So that's, uh, that will help with the uh, reporting.
0: Kathy, what if it is the
1: family member who's committing the abuse? We do see that, and that is part of the problem. And so that's uh, why it is important to get Adult Protective Services or law enforcement involved. And uh, as I said, the the training that the state is doing for law enforcement, and we have gotten tremendous help from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation on this, is helping law enforcement. There's actually Mm -hmm. a video that they are using to show police officers when they go into a home the kinds of things to do separate the elderly person from that family member so that you can ask because you do see that if the family member's there they may be keeping them from telling the truth so um, there are some uh, instructions and training for law enforcement to, to know what to look for
0: you know, it occurs to me that uh, something else that you might need to add to the watch list as the generations grow older and we get, you know, digital natives, the millennials, when they're older, you have to add cyberbullying and things like that to the, to the list of abuse as well. Right. Interesting. Right. Bipartisan support for this bill, Wendell?
2: Absolutely. It was one of the uh, great accomplishments is having it come through both the House and Senate. And I don't recall having one dissenting vote in neither body. So it's been uh, very well received by the legislature, the governor. And I might add that uh, our law has become a model that a number of states have looked to for their own jurisdictions. And uh, I've had calls from other states uh, talking about uh, what we've done and uh, how they see it as fitting into their needs.
1: We really are on the cutting edge um, in, in Georgia on these, um, these actions. Good to know.
0: Kathy Floyd, Georgia Council on Aging, and Wendell Willard, Representative Wendell Willard, thank you both thank very you much for joining Bobby. us. Join us for the Next Generation Nation, and thanks for joining us today. I'm Bobby Batista.